it's math, but I'm Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And we are on Skype. So with this whole coronavirus nonsense that's going on, the plague. <laughs> yes. We are trying to figure out a good way to podcast. So that way we're not like super far behind. So the sound quality is not going to be what it could be for this, but hopefully you can like hear us and understand us and all that sort of stuff. So, and it won't be a permanent thing, but if this works well, then we might in the future do um, more recordings this way. So that way, because since we live about an hour and a half away from each other, that way we can, you know, podcast more often and not have to drive. So <laughs> yeah, it's a long drive. <laughs> this is kind of like a test run for a lot of things, but <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it sounds okay. We're not convinced that it does. We're not but, convinced it's totally we're trying. Good, but we're going to see. So yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. But anyways. Okay. So it's been <laughs> a long time since we've podcasted. It's been a long time. Cause see, so we podcasted. It was like right before. I thought it was Vegas. Right. So I was it like a week before Vegas or two two weeks. I think it was maybe two weeks. We were, we were going to podcast in Vegas and then too much going on. (laughs) Yeah. The Vegas convention is bananas. So there was just no real time. I think there was one time where we were like, Hey, we have a couple hours. And I was like, dude, I just want to like lay on this bed. (laughs) Not do anything. Yeah. 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 It was, it was fun. The, uh, um, there, it's definitely not something that is an easy thing to get work done while you're there though. Like <laughs> we, we really wanted to do, um, uh, not changing channels. That's this episode. Um, but the next one, um, the real Ghostbusters, cause that's the one where they're at the supernatural convention. And so we're yeah. like, this is going to be great. We're going to talk about them being at a supernatural convention while we're at a supernatural convention. And then we're just like, no, <laughs> yeah, we're like, this isn't we happening right this. now. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do this, but yeah. yeah. So, but for that episode, listen in because we're going to talk about what happened during the convention and all that fun stuff with the corona because this was just at the beginning of like the whole corona scare yeah and so So the only real difference from this convention from the other ones was that um you couldn't touch the actors which was fine for me because I don't want to get that close to them (laughs) oh my god but I had a Misha moment you did have a Misha moment but you're gonna have to talk about that on the next one I think our next episode is gonna be super long I think so too. Like it's going to have to be because we're going to just have to like, that'll be our, um, our, our research for, yeah. we we researched a supernatural convention. (laughs) We researched hard. We did a lot of researching. (laughs) Yeah. We spent some money doing researching. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It'll be a fun one. So, so, but this episode this episode is um, probably one of the most popular episodes. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just <laughs> heard my son. I just heard my son singing. Did you hear uh, it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So we'll go ahead and start. Um, So this is season five, episode eight, called Changing Channels. We start out at the Sun and Sands Motel. We hear a voiceover in Dean's voice saying, Supernatural is filmed before a live studio audience. (laughs) Which, of course, you know that it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is not. Could you even imagine? 
Oh, Ooh. there would never be, they wouldn't be able to do anything. Like, convent, I mean, this is not the first convention that we went to, this Vegas convention, but like every convention, every time one of the boys does something that could be considered cute, everybody freaks out. Like, oh, yeah. imagine if you had an audience full of super supernatural fans when they're trying to do live recordings. Like, he would, like, you know, one of them would ch- take off a shirt or whatever, and everybody would be like, ah! <laughs> never get anything done <laughs> yeah that'd be amazing though I'd love to be in that audience well, yeah <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool it would be great <laughs> yeah okay so um then inside the motel Dean has made himself a sandwich the audience applauses it is it a is very sandwich it is the sandwich yes mm-hmm. um it is a very big sandwich no mouse can get that wide <laughs> yeah dean says i'm gonna need a bigger mouth and the audience laughs then sam walks through the front door the audience applauses dean says hey there sam what's happening sam says oh nothing just the end of the world and the audience laughs sam notices dean's large sandwich and says you're gonna need a bigger mouth and then the audience laughs (laughs) Sam says hey uh, have you done your research yet Dean looks guilty and says oh yeah all kinds of research all night (laughs) then a a woman comes out from the bedroom in a bikini and high heels and high heels she says oh Dean we have some more research to do and the audience ooze (laughs) Sam says Dean and Dean looks at the audience and says, son of a bitch. <laughs> and the audience laughs. <laughs> I love Supernatural as a comedy. <laughs> it's so great. Like, I love this whole this whole episode. Like, I just, it's so great. <laughs> so then we get our opening title sequence. The music lyrics are Town to Town, Two Lane Roads, The Family Viz, Two Hunting Bros, Living the Life, Just to Get By. Oh, shit. My alarm is going off. Sorry. <laughs> fine okay that's my my drug alarm and it sounds like a disney theme song like it's all like uplifting and it gets louder and louder and more magical awesome (laughs) yeah i just want my drugs to be magical okay Uh, okay uh two bros living the life just to get by as long as we're moving forward there's nothing we can't do together we'll face the day you and I won't run away when the demons come out to play. Together, we'll face the day. <laughs> yes. So, that, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I took these notes so long ago, I don't remember the tune of it. So I'm not going to sing it, but. Oh, I definitely don't yeah. either. It was definitely very, like, campy, though. <laughs> it was so campy, yeah. So during the song, we see Sam and Dean creeping around a dark warehouse. They accidentally back into each other, which scares them. And then they laugh at themselves. Then we see Sam opening up a closet. Inside is someone with a bed sheet over them with eye holes cut out. <laughs> Sam slams the door shut and looks scared. Then Dean is working on baby while Sam um, while Sam hangs out. Dean scratches his forehead, leaving some motor oil on him. They laugh about it. <laughs> then Sam and Dean are on a tandem bike with flowers and a bread roll in the basket. <laughs> and I would just like to say that that tandem bicycle has become a gif in so many ways. <laughs> you it's know, like, my favorite. It's totally my favorite. I actually like, okay, this is going to sound really nerdy, <laughs> but, it's fine. but I, um, I like printed out a picture of it and have it on the front of one of my photo albums. I mean, as you do. It just makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) 
I um oh gosh there there was something oh it, I think because it's a blooper too like they have used it or they used it in the bloopers of them like you know riding the bike and like sticking their legs out and then goofing off on the bike and you know that sort of stuff and so like there's a lot of it's kind of funny you don't realize what's like in the show and what's not in the show because you watch the bloopers and all that sort of stuff until you actually watch the show and you see those clips and you're like oh and there's so much more that happens though there isn't you know never mind (laughs) so then sam and dean are riding along on tiny mopeds uh then they toss each other a football and they're being silly Uh, Then they're in the motel eating burgers and clinking beer bottles. They smile at the camera. So we cut to Wellington, Ohio, two days earlier. We're in a hospital hallway. Uh, A doctor and a nurse get onto an elevator. The doors close and they start making out, as you do. I mean, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. The camera pulls back and we see that it is a TV show that Dean is watching very intently. Mm -hmm. Sam says, what are you watching? Dean says, it's a hospital show. Dr. Sexy MD. I think it's based on a book. Sam says, when did you hit menopause? Dean says, it's called channel surfing. He turns off the TV and says, are you ready? Sam says, are you? Then we cut to a police station. A cop says, one more time, the FBI is here. Why exactly? Dean says, well, it might have something to do with one of your locals getting his head ripped off. The cop says, Bill Randolph died from a bear attack. Sam says, how sure are you about it? How sure are you that it was a bear? The cop says, what else would it be? Dean says, well, whatever it was, it chased Mr. Randolph through the woods, smashed through his front door, followed him up the stairs, and killed him in his bedroom. Is that common? A bear doing all that? <laughs> okay, I just had like the over the river and through the woods. Yeah. <laughs> so I can hear Killian like screaming behind my closed door. Can you hear him? I heard like a bit of something, but I can't. I don't know if your microphone will pick it up. It'll be fine. Okay. Right. Like we said, folks, this is a trial run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for whatever happens, we are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's absolutely horrendous, dear God, please email us and tell us. <laughs> oh, my God. Will somebody please email us? <laughs> I know. We've gotten one email. And let's be real, folks. Like, it's not encouraging. <laughs> we want to talk to you guys. So that way we know, like... If there's things that you, you know, you'd like us to like talk about that we don't talk about, or there's things that we talk about that you don't want us to talk about. Right. Yeah. We want to know what you like and what you don't like. So definitely email us. Yeah. Folks, women, all of (laughs) y'all. Okay. So the cop says, uh, depends on how pissed off it is, I guess. Look, the Randolphs lives way up on the high country. You got that? Uh, That's not what he says. (laughs) He says, the Randolphs lived way up in High County. County? Country? I can't read my writing. Anyways, you got trout runs that make a grown man weep and bears. Sam says, now what about Mrs. Randolph? The file says she saw the whole thing. The cop says, yes, she did. My heart goes out to that poor woman. Dean says, she said bear? The cop says, Kathy Randolph went through a hell of a trauma. She's confused. Sam says, what did she say? So we cut to Sam and Dean interviewing Kathy Randolph. She says, no, it must have been a bear. I mean, what else could it have been? Sam says, Mrs. Randolph, what do you think it was? She says, no, I remember clearly now. It was definitely a bear. Dean says, we're sure it was. But see, it helps us to hear every angle. So just tell us what you thought you saw. She says, well, it's impossible, but I could have sworn I saw 
The Incredible Hulk. Sam says, The Incredible Hulk? She says, I told you it was crazy. Dean asks, Vanna or Norton? She says, oh no, those movies were terrible. The TV Hulk. Dean says, Lou Ferrigno? Spiky hair Lou Ferrigno? She says, oh yes, you think I'm crazy. Dean says, no, it's just, uh, is there uh, any reason that Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk, would have a grudge against your husband? She says, no. So we cut to Dean doing research on a laptop in their motel room. Sam walks in. Dean asks, find anything? Sam says, well, I found the house, and there is a giant eight-foot-wide hole where the front door used to be. Almost like a, Dean says, a Hulk-sized hole? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. that one but <laughs> I'm still giggling about it <laughs> you don't want to touch it <laughs> I don't want to touch a Hulk size hole neither do I <laughs> yeah. uh, or any holes really. <laughs> oh man okay listen if we need to like hang out and podcast more often because when we do this more often we don't break down about stupid stuff as often. <laughs> that's true fine anyways the whole okay. size hole, Hulk size hole. <laughs> sam says maybe what do you got dean says well it turns out bill randolph had quite the temper he got two counts of spousal battery bar brawls and court ordered anger management sessions you might say you wouldn't like him when he's angry Sam says, so a hothead getting killed by TV's greatest hothead. Kind of sounds like just desserts, doesn't it? It's all starting to make sense. Dean says, how is this starting to make sense? Sam says, well, I found something else out of the crime scene. Candy wrappers. Lots of them. Dean says, just desserts. Sweet tooth. Screwing with people before you kill them. We're dealing with a trickster, aren't we? Sam says, sure looks like. Dean says, good. Been wanting to gank that mother since the mystery spot. (laughs) Sam says, you sure? Dean says, yeah, I'm sure. Sam says, no, I mean, are you sure you want to kill him? Dean says, son of a bitch didn't think twice about icing me a thousand times. Sam says, no, I know. I'm just saying. Dean says, what are you saying? If you don't want to kill him, then what? Sam says, talk to him. Dean says, what? Sam says, look, think about it, Dean. He's one of the most powerful creatures we've ever met. Maybe we can use him. Okay, trickster is like a Hugh Hefner type, right? Wine, woman, song. Maybe he doesn't want the party to end. I mean, maybe he hates this angel and demon stuff as much as we do. Maybe he'll help us. Dean says, you're serious? Ally with a trickster? Sam says, yeah. Dean says, a bloody violent monster, and you want to be Facebook friends with him? Nice, Sammy. Sam says, the world is going to end, Dean. We don't have the luxury of a moral stand. I'm just saying it's worth a shot. That's all. If it doesn't work, we'll kill him. Dean says, how are we going to find the guy anyway? Sam says, well, he never takes just one victim, right? He'll show. So we cut to some time later. Dean is carving a wooden stake while Sam listens to the police scanner. They hear through the scanner, uh, dispatch, I got a possible 187 out here at the old paper mill on Route 6. Someone responds, Roger that. What are you looking at, son? The first dude says, honestly, well, I wouldn't know how to begin to describe what I'm seeing. Just um, send everybody. Dean says, send all the things. Send everybody. <laughs> Dean says, that sounds weird. Sam says, weird enough to be our guy. So we cut to the old paper mill. Nobody is there. No police or anything. 
They get out a baby, and Dean says, there was a murder here, and there's no police cars. There's nobody. How does that look to you? Sound sa- Sam says, crappy. <laughs> I am said, sound, sound says. Sound says. Sam feels. Sam says. They get out their flashlights and wooden stakes out of the trunk and go inside the building. Suddenly, they are in a hospital hallway. They are wearing doctor scrubs and coats. Dean says, what the hell? Two hot nurses walk by, and they both say, doctor, as they pass. <laughs> Sam says, doctor? Dean opens the door they just came through, but it's just a storeroom with two people making out. A doctor walks up to Sam and says, doctor. Then she slaps him. He says, ow. She says, seriously. He says, what? She says, seriously. You're brilliant. You know that? And a coward. You're a brilliant coward. (laughs) Sam says, uh, what are you talking about? She slaps him again and says, as if you don't know. And then she storms away. All the melodrama. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Dean says, I don't believe this. That was Dr. Piccolo. Sam says, who? Dean says, Dr. Ellen Piccolo, the sexy yet earnest doctor at Seattle Mercy Hospital. Sam says, uh, Dean, what the hell are you talking about? Dean says, the doctor get up, the sexy interns, the seriouslys. It all makes sense. Sam says, what makes sense? What's going on? Dean says, we're in Dr. Sexy MD. They start walking around. Dean says, dude, what the hell? Sam says, I don't know. Dean says, no, seriously, what the hell? (laughs) Sam says, I don't know. Dean says, one theory, any theory. Sam says, "Uh, the trickster trapped us in TV land. Dean says, that's your theory? That's stupid. Sam says, you're the one who said we're on Dr. Sexy MD. Dean says, yeah, but TV land isn't TV land. I mean, there's actors and lights and crew members. You know, this looks real. Sam says, it can't be. Dean, how can this possibly be real? Dean says, I don't know, all right. Oh, but there goes Dr. Wang, the sexy but arrogant heart surgeon. And there's Johnny Drake. Oh, and he's not even he's not even alive. He's a ghost in the mind of her, the sexy but neurotic doctor over there. Sam says, so this show has ghosts? Why? Okay, did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? Um, so <laughs> No, I have not seen I've seen like bits and pieces of Grey's Anatomy. However, my mom has watched all of Grey's Anatomy and is oh my very God. into it. My cousin was the same way. She was, like, obsessed with the show. She even made me watch the musical episode. And having no idea about any of the characters, I still cried my eyes out (laughs) watching the musical episode. Because it's like, if I remember, it's like this girl who was in a car crash and she's in a coma. And Mm -hmm. so that's why everyone is singing because she's in her, you know, coma mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And, oh, my God, it was so emotional. (laughs) But, okay, so so this... Oh, my, yeah, my mom, she, like, she definitely, like, binge-watched all of it at the same time, but then, like, I was wondering about this, because it's, like, I haven't seen Grey's Anatomy, really, and so it's, like, okay, is this supposed to be, like, a spoof off of Grey's Anatomy, or is this, like... Yes, it definitely is. So, right here, where they're talking about um, a guy being a ghost in the mind of another, of a woman doctor, um, the actor who plays... Their dad, John Winchester, was in Grey's Anatomy, and he he's a patient, and he dies, and he becomes a ghost in the mind of one of the doctors. Hmm. So he's on there as a ghost for a while, um, but it turns out that she's um, he's not really a ghost. She has, like, a brain tumor or something like that, and so she's just hallucinating him. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because it's John Winchester, you know. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I've watched that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't want to watch Grey's Anatomy. I, I I can't watch medical shows. They make me cry too much. And like I cry so much already that I try not to watch things <laughs> with the exception of like Doctor Who. That yeah. make me cry more because I'm already crying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So uh, Sam says, so this show has ghosts? Why? Dean says, I don't know. It's compelling. Sam says, I thought you said you weren't a fan. Dean says, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, boy. Sam says, <laughs> Sam says, what? Dean says, it's him. It's him. It's Dr. Sexy. So Dr. Sexy joins. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Sexy joins them and says, doctor. Dean says, doctor. To Sam, Dr. Sexy says, doctor. <laughs> Sam nods, but Dean nudges him. So Sam says, doctor. <laughs> Dr. Sexy says, you want to give me one good reason why you defied my direct order to do the experimental face transplant on Mrs. Beale? <laughs> that sounds like something that they would do too. Let's just do a face transplant on somebody. Yeah, an experimental can. face transplant. <laughs> Dean says, one reason, sure. And then he looks down at Dr. Sexy's shoes. They're white sneakers. Dean slams them up against the wall and says, you're not Dr. Sexy. Dr. Sexy says, you're crazy. Dean says, really? Because I swore part of what makes Dr. Sexy sexy is the fact that he wears cowboy boots, not tennis shoes. Sam says, yeah, you're not a fan. Dean says, it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Dr. Sexy says to some doctors passing by, call security. Dean says, yeah, go ahead, pal. See, we know what you are. Then everyone around them freezes. Dr. Sexy turns into the trickster. He says, you guys are getting better. Dean says, get us the hell out of here. The trickster says, we're what? Don't see your wooden stakes, big guy. Sam says, that was you on the police scanner, right? This is a trick. The trickster says, hello, trickster, come on. I heard you two yahoos are in town. How could I resist? Dean says, where the hell are we? The trickster says, you like it? It's all homemade. My own sets, my own actors. Call it my own little idiot box. <laughs> Dean says, how do we get out? The trickster says, that, my friend, is the $64 question. Sam says, whatever, we need to talk to you. We need your help. The trickster says, hmm, let me guess. You two muttonheads broke the world and you want me to sweep up your mess. Sam says, please, just five minutes. Hear us out. The trickster says, sure, tell you what. Survive the next 24 hours and we'll talk. Dean says, survive what? The trickster says, the game. Dean says, what game? The trickster says, you're in it. Dean says, how do we play? The trickster says, you're playing it. Dean says, what are the rules? But the trickster just wags his eyebrows and then disappears. Dean says, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> They start walking, and Dean says, oh, by the way, talking with monsters, hell of a plan. Sam says, what do we do now? Dean says, know what I'm doing? Leaving. Just then, Dr. Ellen Piccolo tries to slap Sam again. He dodges and says, lady, what the hell? She says, you are brilliant, brilliant. Sam says, yeah, a coward. You already said that. But I got news for you. I am not a doctor. She gasps and says, don't say that. You're the finest cerebrovascular neurosurgeon I have ever met. And I have met plenty. So that girl died on your table. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. Sometimes people just die. Sam says, I have no idea what you're saying to me. She says, <laughs> you're confusing. <laughs> yeah. She says, you're afraid. You're afraid to operate again. And you're afraid to love. <laughs> she storms away and Dean rolls his eyes. Sam says, yeah, we're getting out of here. A man stops them and says, hey, doctor. Dean says, yes. The man says, my wife needs that face transplant. Dean says, okay, you know what, pal? None of this is real, okay? And your wife doesn't need jack squat, okay? 
Sam and Dean walk away, but the man says, hey, doctor, and then shoots Dean in the back with a gun. Dean <laughs> falls to his knees and says, real, it's real. <laughs> it's real, Sammy. It's, it's real. real. <laughs> I just got shot. Dean collapses and Sam says, hey, we need a doctor. So we cut to Dean coming to on the operating table. A nurse says BP is 80 over 50 and dropping. Sam, um, uh, Sam, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Sam is there in scrubs with a bunch of nurses around him. One says doctor and tries to hand him a scalpel. Sam says what? Then shakes his head. Dean says, Sam, do something. Come on. Sam says, I don't know how to use any of this crap. <laughs> Dean says, figure it out. Sam, come on. I'm waiting. Dr. Ellen Piccolo is watching tearfully. <laughs> I really like her. <laughs> she's, she's, a, she's a bit much for me, but I like her. I but like okay. her. I think she's hilarious. Can we just, like, take a moment to appreciate Sam's ears? <laughs> and then, it's so funny. He looks like a little kid because his hair is all pulled back, and so his ears stick out. Okay, is that why he's got long hair all the time is because his ears kind of stick out? Oh, my God, I bet. I bet he's got an ear problem. <laughs> like, because... You you never in all of Supernatural I don't think see his ears other than this moment. <laughs> I think you're right because he's got the face mask and like the little cap thingy on and all that and like his ears are just kind of like bink out to the yeah. side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Right. It's kind of cute. I didn't really notice to be oh, honest. Oh, I totally know. I was like, I gotta write about this. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Sam says, okay, uh, I need a pen knife, some dental floss, and a sewing needle, and a fifth of whiskey. All the nurses look at each other in confusion. Sam yells, stat! And they all get moving. (laughs) So we cut to Sam sewing up Dean with a dental floss. Dean says, we okay? How's it looking? Sam says, yep, you'll be fine. Sam looks over at Dr. Piccolo, who is crying. She mouths, I love you. She puts her hand she puts her hand on the window that she's looking through. I just love her. She's so dramatic. It's great. Yeah. So then Sam and Dean are suddenly on a Japanese game show. They've each got their feet strapped into boots that are stuck to the ground. There's buzzers in front of them. The host says, Let's play Nutcracker. Sam Winchester. Then he asks a question in Japanese. There's captions on the screen so we can see that he's asking, what was the name of the demon you chose over your own brother? Countdown. And the clock counts down from 20. Sam says to Dean, what am I supposed to say? Dean says, you think I know? Sam says to the host, I don't understand Japanese. The host repeats the question in in Japanese. To Dean, Sam says, is he screwing with me? I can't speak Japanese. Then the clock runs out and the alarm beeps. The host says in Japanese, the answer is Ruby. In English, he says, I am sorry, Sam Winchester. Sam says, sorry, sorry for what? There's a hard ball attached to a pole (laughs) and and it swings up and smacks Sam in the nuts. (laughs) Dean is horrified. As Sam recovers, one of the girls on stage and the host do a promotion for some shrimp chips. (laughs) Then there's some banging on the door behind them. Dean says, now what? And then Cass busts through the door. Sam says, is this another trick? Cass says, it's me. What are you doing here? Dean says, what are you doing here? Cass says, looking for you. You've been missing for days. Sam says, get us the hell out of here. Cass says, let's go. But then he disappears. The host says, no, no, no. Mr. Trickster does not like pretty boy angels. (laughs) I mean. I mean, he is pretty. He is a pretty boy angel. (laughs) Listen, this like, like 
quarantine has made me a lot weirder and I and I have like developed a, a weird obsession with Misha Collins I mean I already had an obsession but it's getting weird you know what I mean <laughs> same with Patrick Wilson oh my god <laughs> oh man no I pretty much I'm just going insane a little bit and I'm just like I need to like go and like be around all the people because like that's for me like I like being around people like I'm a little bit of an extrovert yeah it's not good for me to be stuck inside by myself yeah (laughs) and Steve wants nothing to do with me because he's like ew get out of my house (laughs) yeah (laughs) he he was meowing a little earlier I don't know if you heard it but um yeah he um he's pretty much been like isolating himself to his cat tree and he like climbs up to the very top of the cat tree and turns around. So he's facing the corner. So he doesn't even have to look at me. He's like, I'm going to pretend that you're not here right now. In the last like two days, he's been more like, okay, you know, Oh, it was so cute. So last night I like, I was sitting on the couch and he has his little bed on the couch. Um, so he has like mm-hmm. a spot on the couch or whatever. And he got into his bed and he looked at me and then he like, he yawned and then he reached out and he put his paw on my hand and then he fell asleep. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. <laughs> and then and then he woke up and was, you know, up and around for a little bit. And then he came back and decided to lay on my hand and then proceed to fall asleep again and I was like you're so cute you know, like, I love it. it but yeah and that's just within the last couple of days though but I've been home for let's see what's the date today it's the 25th so I've been home for a month and 10 days <laughs> oh geez and he's just now getting to the point where he's like I guess we can live together <laughs> Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you know, things aren't really that different for me, honestly. Like, I don't really go out that much anyways. You know, it's like me and Killian at home mm-hmm. where it goes to work. And, like, yeah, I take him to preschool. And, yeah, we go outside or I take him to a park or something. But, like, yeah. it's not that different. Like, I'm definitely not going out to, like, Target like I want to and, you know, yeah. like, places like that like because if Killian and I get really bored like I'll take him out shopping or something like that and we're not doing that now so it is a little bit more you know stay at home but it's not that different for me like I'm not really because I don't really like people to be honest (laughs) with you like I don't like people they make me nervous you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super awkward um, so, so this, I've been like training my whole life for this, apparently. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, um, like, I go to work and then I go to the barn and then, you know, sometimes I'll hang out with people. Like we podcast, all that sort of stuff. Like I don't do that much, but like now it's, I go to the barn and I might go to the store if I mm-hmm. need groceries and yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, Eric is the one going to the store for groceries because, um, oh, because because that lady tried to run me over oh, yeah. when I went. To, oh, I'll use that for my for my idiot moment. I'll tell you yeah, about that yeah, a little later. later. Yeah, because <laughs> that's a good store. I mean, it's not that good, but it's confusing. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you were like, you know, you told me on the phone like a month ago, like call me every day. <laughs> 
because I'm bored. So I fit. so okay, guys. So I literally call Rochelle like every single day around four because that's when Eric starts working. Yeah. And we talk for like two hours. <laughs> like every and single the time day. we're not even talking about anything really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're just like, you know, and, and it's a lot of us like listening to Killian, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so because funny. he goes crazy when I'm on the phone. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not paying attention to him completely. And so he's I know. like, look at me. <laughs> exactly. But it's kind of like we're hanging out. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I like so, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be weird, like, when you start working again and we don't talk on the phone for two hours every day. <laughs> It's going to be weird. Where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I know. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so the trickster does not like pretty boy angels. Then in Japanese, he says, Dean Winchester, would your mother and father still be alive if your brother was never born? Countdown. Dean says, what do I do? What do I do? I don't want to get hit in the nuts. Sam <laughs> says, wait, I played a doctor. And Dr. Sexy, I played a doctor and I operated. Dean's like, so? Sam says, so I played the role the trickster wanted me to play. Maybe that's just what we have. Maybe we just have to go along with it. Dean says, go along with what? Sam says, with the game. I mean, we're in a game show, right? So just answer the question. Dean says, in Japanese? Sam says, yeah. Dean says, I don't know Japanese. (laughs) Sam says, try. Dean says, damn it, and hits the buzzer. The room goes silent. In Japanese, Dean says, the answer is yes? The host says, Dean Winchester, nutcracker champion, and the crowd goes wild. (laughs) Sam says, how did you do that? Dean says, I have no idea. Sam says, so that's it. We just play our roles and we survive. Dean says, yeah, play our roles for how long? Sam says, good question. So we cut to a woman doing yoga on a dock on a lake. (laughs) She says, I've got genital herpes. (laughs) Then we see an older man on a couch. He says, I've got genital herpes. Then we see Sam and Dean playing basketball. Sam turns to the camera and says, seriously? (laughs) Dean says, hey, you're the one who said play our roles. Sam says, yeah, right. I've got genital herpes. (laughs) The yoga lady says, I tried to be responsible. The old man looks at the younger lady sitting on the couch next to him and says, did I try? (laughs) Then Sam says, but now I take twice a day herpexia to reduce my chances of passing it on. The yoga lady says, ask your doctor about using herpexia. Dean's voice says, patients should, o- patients should always consult with a physician before using herpexia. Possible side effects include headache, diarrhea, permanent erectile dysfunction, thoughts of suicide, and nausea. Sam permanent says, erectile dysfunction. I know. How terrible oh. would that be? For real. <laughs> Sam says, I am doing all I can to slightly lessen the spread of genital herpes, and that's a good thing. So we cut to outside of a motel. Dean's voice says, we now return to Supernatural. Inside the room with Sam and Dean, um, we pick up where we left off at the start of the episode. Dean says, son of a bitch, and the audience laughs. Sam goes over to the girl in a bikini and says, I am really, really very sorry, but we've got some work to do. And he walks her to the door. She says, but we did do work in depth. <laughs> ew. I know. Jesus. I mean, like, ew. Yeah. The girl waves goodbye to Dean, who waves back. She leaves. Dean says, how long do we have to keep doing this? Sam says, I don't know, maybe forever. We might die in here. And the mm-hmm. audience laughs. Um, Dean says, how is that funny, vultures? 
Then Cass comes in the front door. The audience cheers. Dean says, you're okay? Cass says, I don't have much time. Sam says, what happened? Cass says, I got out. Dean says, from where? Cass says, listen to me. Something is not right. This thing is much more powerful than it should be. Dean says, what thing? The trickster? Cass says, if it is a trickster. Sam says, what do you mean? Then Cass is thrown back against the wall by an invisible force. The trickster waltzes through the open door and says, hello. There's lots of applause. And he says, um, I wonder what that says. Um, let's see there's lots of applause and he says thank you (laughs) that's what that says okay thank you please stop Cass stands up and he has tape over his mouth the trickster says hi Castiel and makes Cass disappear Sam says you know him Dean says where did you just send him the trickster says relax he'll live maybe Dean says okay you know what I'm done with the monkey dance okay we get it the trickster says yeah get what hotshot Dean says playing our roles right that's your game The trickster says, that's half the game. Sam says, what's the other half? The trickster says, play your roles out there. Dean says, what's that supposed to mean? The trickster says, you know, Sam starring as Lucifer, Dean starring as Michael, your celebrity death match, play your roles. Sam says, you want us to say yes to those sons of bitches? The trickster says, hells yeah, let's light this candle. Hold on, I totally need a drink. (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, inhaled my saliva, and it wasn't good. (laughs) I mean, you should probably swallow that rather than, you know, breathe it in. Although, I say that, and I do that all the time. So, (laughs) I'm one to talk, but. (laughs) Okay. So, Sam says, we do that, and the world will end. The trickster says, yeah, and whose fault is that? Who, um... Okay, who popped Lucifer out of the box, hmm? Look, it started. You started it. It can't be stopped, so let's get it over with. Dean says, heaven or hell, which side are you on? The trickster says, I'm not on either side. Dean says, yeah, right. You're grabbing ankle for Michael or Lucifer. Which one is it? (laughs) (laughs) The trickster says... (laughs) I just realized, like... (laughs) What happened? I think he said it so fast in there that I just like didn't yeah didn't catch it get it you know but now that you said it (laughs) he's bending over for somebody oh yeah yeah okay uh the trickster says you listen to me you arrogant dick I don't work for either of those sons of bitches believe me Dean says hmm or you're somebody's bitch the trickster grabs him and shoves him against the wall. The trickster says, don't you ever, ever to pres- ever presume to know what I am. Now listen very closely. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to suck it up, accept your responsibilities, and play the roles that destiny has chosen for you. Sam says, and if we don't? The trickster says, then you'll stay here in TV land forever. 300 channels and nothing's on. He snaps his fingers and suddenly it's nighttime at a crime scene. There's a dead guy on the ground and a lot of police activity. Sam and Dean are wearing suits and sunglasses. <laughs> um, did you ever watch CSI? I've seen like episodes here and there, but I don't like I never watched it, watched it. Oh, okay. So this is um have you seen CSI Miami, the one with David Caruso? The one with the reddish hair. Yeah, yeah. that's the one that I've seen. Oh, that's the one. I actually yeah. like I liked all the like all three of those shows quite a bit. Um I never like like tried to watch it I was just like watched it if it was on mm-hmm. but my favorite one was CSI New York because every now and then they would think that the 
the killer or the explanation of what was going on was something kind of supernatural, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was just kind of like, it had like a little bit of a creepy element every now and then. Yeah. And of course it wouldn't be supernatural, but no. you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be, yeah. it, was, it was, it was more fun in that way. I thought. Yeah. So plus it had Gary Sinise who I love and adore. So, uh, Dean says, Oh, come on. A cop comes up and says, so what do you think? Dean says, what do I think? I think go screw yourself. That's what I think. Sam says, uh, could you give us a second, please? Thanks. The guy walks away and Sam says, you got to calm down. Dean says, calm down. I am wearing sunglasses at night. You know who does that? <laughs> no talent douchebags. I hate this game. I hate that we're in a procedural cop show. And you want to know why? Because I hate procedural cop shows. There's, <laughs> there's like 300 of them on television. And they're all the freaking same. It's, oh, a plane crashed here. Oh, shut up. Sam looks over at a group of cops and sees one of them eating a lollipop. Sam says, hey, check out Sweet Tooth over there. Dean says, you think that's him? Sam says, just uh, follow my lead. So they walk up- <laughs> just uh, follow my lead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They walk up to the dead body and lollipop guy says, you okay? Dean says in a low gravelly voice, yeah, what do we got? Lollipop guy says, well, aside from the ligature marks around his neck, he has what appears to be a roll of quarters jammed down his throat. Sam says in an equally gravelly voice, well, I say jackpot. <laughs> Lollipop guy says, also, there was a stab wound on the lower abdomen there. Dean lifts up the edge of the dead guy's shirt with a stick and says, well, I say no guts, no glory. Lollipop guy chuckles. Uh, Sam says, get that guy a Tums. Dean uh, says, gutter ball. <laughs> Lollipop guy keeps laughing and says, good one, guys. Then Dean jabs the pointy stick into the guy's heart. He collapses and slowly dies. Someone starts laughing behind them. One of the cops turns into the tricksters. He, into the trickster. He says, you got the wrong guy, idiot. Dean says, did we? Then Sam is behind the trickster and shoves a branch through him. The scenery changes to inside the warehouse. The trickster is still on the ground. We cut to inside their motel room. Dean is brushing his teeth. Dean says, I'm worried, man. What that son of a bitch did to Cass? You know, where is he? But there's no response. Dean says, Sam, where are you? We cut to Dean outside calling Sam. He gets his voicemail. He gets inside baby and says, Sam, it's me. Where the hell did you go? And then he hangs up the phone. Then we hear Sam's voice say, Dean, but he's not in the car. Dean says, Sam, where are you? Sam says, I don't know. Oh, crap. I don't think we killed the trickster. Then we cut to Sam, uh, the car, (laughs) driving down the road to the Knight Rider theme song. Dean is behind the wheel. He says, okay, steak didn't work. So what? This another trick? Sam says, I don't know. Maybe the steak didn't work because it's not a trickster. Dean says, what do you mean? Sam says, you heard Cass. He said this thing was too powerful to be a trickster. Dean says, yeah, did you notice the way he looked at Cass? Almost like he knew him. Sam says, and how pissed off he got when you brought up Michael and Lucifer? Dean says, son of a bitch, I think I know what we're dealing with. So we cut to baby Sam, parked, and Dean rummaging around in the trunk. Sam says, Dean, that um feels really uncomfortable. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Get out of There's my butt. so many jokes that could be made about this whole thing, too. Like, yeah. you know, Dean is in Sam or, you know, Dean is writing Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Messing around with Sam's butt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. I like all of it. <laughs> and this is when the Wincest people get all worked up. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so Dean rolls his eyes and slams the trunk closed. Sam says, ow, you sure this is going to work? <laughs> Dean says, no, but I have no other ideas. He walks out in front of the car and yells, all right, you son of a bitch. Uncle, we'll do it. Sam says, should I honk? The trickster walks. <laughs> should, trick- I honk? should I honk my horn? Um, the trickster walks up and says, wow, Sam, get a load of the rims on you. Sam says, eat me. The trickster says, okay, boys, ready to go quietly? Dean says, whoa, whoa, not so fast. Nobody's going anywhere until Sam has opposable thumbs. The trickster says, what's the difference? Satan's going to ride his ass one way or another. Then he rolls his eyes and snaps his fingers. Sam steps out a baby. The trickster says, happy? Dean says, tell me one thing. Why didn't the state kill you? The trickster says, I am the trickster. Dean says, but maybe you're not. Sam lights a Zippo and throws it on the ground. It lights the circle of holy oil around the trickster. Dean says, maybe you've always been an angel. The trickster laughs and says, a what? Somebody slip a Mickey in your power shake, kid? Dean says, I'll tell you what. You just jumped. You just jump out of the holy fire and we'll call it a mistake. The trickster laughs and the scenery changes back to back inside the warehouse. He slow claps and says, well played, boys. Well played. Where'd you get that holy oil? Dean says, oh, you might say we pulled it out of Sam's ass. <laughs> the trickster says, where'd I screw up? Sam says, you didn't, but nobody gets to jump on cast like you did. Dean says, mostly it was the way you talked about Armageddon. The trickster says, meaning? Dean says, well, call it personal experience. Nobody gets that angry unless they're talking about their own family. Sam says, so which one are you? Grumpy, sneezy, or douchebag? <laughs> the trickster says, Gabriel, okay? They call me Gabriel. Sam says, Gabriel the Archangel? Gabriel says, guilty. Dean says, did I say Archangel is, or is it Archangel? No, it's Archangel. Archangel, yeah. Archangel, okay. I was like, because it's spelled Arch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then I, I just, sorry, I just got totally confused about everything. Okay. Uh, Gabriel says, guilty. Dean says, okay, Gabriel, how does an Archangel because become a trickster? Gabriel says, my own private witness protection. I skipped out of heaven, had a face transplant, carved out my own little corner of the world till you two screwed it all up. Dean says, and what did daddy say when you ran out, off and joined the pagans? Gabriel says, daddy doesn't say anything about anything. Sam says, then what happened? Why'd you ditch? Dean says, well, do you blame him? I mean, his brothers are heavyweight douche nozzles. Gabriel says, shut your cake hole. You don't know anything about my family. I loved my father. My brothers loved them. But watching them turn on each other, tear at each other's throats, I couldn't bear it, okay? So I left. And now it's happening all over again. Sam says, then help us stop it. Gabriel says, it can't be stopped. Dean says, "Um, you want to see the end of the world? Gabriel says, I want it to be over. I have to sit back and watch my own brothers kill each other. Thanks to you two. Heaven, hell, I don't care who wins. I just want it to be over. Sam says, well, it doesn't have to be like that. There has to be some way to put it all. uh, There has to be some way to pull the plug. (laughs) Gabriel laughs and says, oh, you do not know my family. Uh, What you guys call the apocalypse, I used to call Sunday dinner. That's why there's no stopping this. Because this isn't about a war. It's about two brothers that loved each other and betrayed each other. You think you'd be able to relate. Sam says, what are you talking about? Gabriel clicks his tongue and whistles. He says, you sorry sons of bitches. Why do you think you two are the vessels? Think about it. Michael, the big brother, loyal to an absent father, and Lucifer, the little brother, rebellious of daddy's plan. You were born to do this, boys. It's your destiny. It was always you. As it is in heaven, so it must be on earth. One brother has to kill the other. Ooh, I just got chills. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a part of it. So 
the Lord's part of the Lord's prayer is on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So he got that okay. from the Bible. Okay. Part of it. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Dean says, what the hell are you saying? Gabriel says, why do you think I've always taken such, such an interest in you? Because from the moment dad flipped on the lights around here, we knew it was all <sighs> with you. Always. Dean says, no, that is not going to happen. Gabriel says, I'm sorry, but it is. Guys, I wish there was, this were a TV show. Easy answers, endings wrapped up in a bow, but this is real, and it's going to end bloody for all of us. That's just how it's got to be. So, boys, now what? Stare at each other for the rest of eternity? Dean says, well, first of all, you're going to bring Cass back from wherever you stashed him. Gabriel says, oh, am I? Dean says, yeah, or we're going to dunk you in some holy oil. Sorry, weird page turn there. Mm-hmm. We're going to dunk you in some holy oil and deep fry ourselves in Archangel. Gabriel Gabriel snaps his fingers and Castiel appears. Dean says, Cass, you okay? Cass says, I'm fine. Hello, Gabriel. Gabriel smiles and says, hey, bro, how's the search for daddy going? Let me guess. Awful. Dean says, okay, we're out of here. Come on, Sam. They start to leave. Gabriel says, okay, hey, guys, so what? You're just going to leave me here forever? Dean says, no, we're not, because we don't screw with people the way you do. And for the record, this isn't about some prize fight between your brothers or some destiny that can't be stopped. This is about you being too afraid to stand up to your family. Then Dean pulls the fire alarm and the sprinkler sister turns on. Dean says, don't say I never did anything for you. The three of them leave. Outside the warehouse, Dean says, all that stuff he was spouting, you think he was telling the truth? Sam says, I think he believes it. Dean says, so what do we do? Sam says, I don't know. Dean says, I'll tell you one thing. Right about now, I wish I was back on a TV show. Sam says, yeah, me too. And credits. So one thing um, that really struck me about this last part is when... Um, Dean is yelling at the trickster that, um, you know, this is about you not being able to stand up to your family. Mm-hmm. It looks like it really hits the trickster. Like he yeah. was like, oh shit, like you're exactly right. And he hadn't yeah. really considered that at all. Yeah. So, I like that. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this. Episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The first one is, so at the very beginning, when Sam's asking Dean, like, did you do your research? And Dean's like, ha, 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 Okay, listen, this happens every time we get together to podcast or we podcast at all. It's like, oh, we should do research. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, we always forget that that's like a thing we need to do. And I think at this point, it's such a habit to forget it that like... Mm-hmm. I know I need to do it, but my brain's just like, nah, you don't gotta do it. You know? Yep. <laughs> yep. I agree. I think there's only been a handful of times where I've actually like had my research done by yeah. the time, like before, like before the time where it's like right before we're going to start the podcast, be like, oh wait, I need to research something real quick. Yeah. yeah there was <laughs> so, a couple times like early in the podcast where I was, I would like do research and like write it all yeah. down and stuff. And now we're just like, let's just read the internet page. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt kind of called out, <laughs> but it was yep. fine. Um, so another one. So the mystery spot when they were saying, you know, oh yeah, like the mystery, like referencing the mystery spot. Like I don't remember them actually calling it the mystery spot in the episode. Yeah, in the episode, the mystery spot. It it's an att- that. That's what it's called. Yeah, so that it's an attraction. Oh, that's what the attraction was called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't remember that. I was just yeah. like, I didn't think that they did that. But anyways. Yeah. Um, 
also Sam's ears. I just have to go back to that. Like <laughs> Now I want to totally go back and watch that and notice his ears because I didn't. I think that's like the only time we ever see his ears <laughs> in this whole thing. That's so funny. But yeah, anyways, I just I just love this episode. Like, it's so good. But um, yeah, and okay, last one. Okay, I didn't have that many thoughts, but I thought I had more than I did. But that's okay. Uh, so I love Sam's walk that he does when they're like doing the CSI, you know, spoof thing. Yeah. And he's like got his sunglasses and he does the like shoulder roll and walking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. Fantastic. It was it was pretty amazing. Agreed. His whole his whole David Caruso impersonation was spot on. <laughs> it was perfect. The way he was holding his jaw and yeah. moving his head. It's it perfect. Was, it was great. I, yeah. I really liked it. But um yeah it was just it just was and the fact that Dean like did it but was like so just uh, about it but anyways um what was your favorite moment from this episode my favorite moment is when they're on the tandem bike I I mean I love that I love that part so much and like I think Dean like lifts his legs and Sam like holds his arms out and they're like wee I just I love yeah. it. They look so happy to be together. Yeah. That it just it just warms my heart. So, what was your favorite moment? I think so one of my favorite moments was towards the beginning when they're in the like the sitcom type thing and Dean's like son of a bitch, you know, and he's yeah. like super dramatic about it, you know. And the audience laughs cuz he said his bitch. catchphrase. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and then the uh, uh, the genital herpes, the herpexia commercial. Yeah. Just all of that was <laughs> great. And the fact that Sam is like so good. He's like, I've got genital herpes, you know? Like, yeah. Ew. <laughs> you can tell he's just like, no. <laughs> Why did Sam have to be the one who got herpes and the one who got hit in the nuts? Okay, because here's the thing is that, I mean... Well, it would have been funny for either one of them to get hit in the nuts, but I think the herpexia thing had to be Sam because Dean would have just been like, yeah, I got genital herpes. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. He would have been happy about it. (laughs) He would have just been like, who cares? Let's go. Yeah. I'll play some basketball. <laughs> okay, it would have been too easy. And he was, like, trying, the trickster, well, Gabriel, was trying to put them into situations that would, like, make them really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. But, um, yeah, that that was, I also kind of like the, you know, I'm wearing sunglasses at night. You know who does that? No talent douchebags. Yeah. I hate this game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dean's little meltdown was just, like, the best thing yeah I also liked all those uh, moments with Dr. Piccolo when when she's like crying through the window watching him operate watching Sam operate and she's (laughs) mouthing I love you she's like you're a brilliant coward who's afraid to love like I just all of it was perfect it's great yeah there's so there's an interesting fact about her in here actually okay um so, yeah, our interesting facts, there's a lot of them. There's, like, 15 of them. <laughs> okay, cool. Or no. One, two, three. Hmm. 
there's 10. Why does it say 15 and there's only 10? I don't know. Maybe because okay. it adds the spoiler one in there, probably. Anyways, okay. so <laughs> our interesting facts. Um, the first one is in Dr. Sexy MD, there's a character who, according to Dean, is a ghost in the mind of one of the doctors. Uh, this seems to be a reference to Denny Duquet, Duquette. Duquette, I think. Duquette um, from Grey's Anatomy, who is played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who also played Sam and Dean's father, John Winchester. Yep. Um, the name of the show that Dean watches in the beginning and that both Sam and Dean find themselves inside of later, Dr. Sexy MD, originated in an earlier episode. It was mentioned in an offhand remark in The Monster at the End of This Book by Carver Edlin's um, Chuck's publisher, um, who tells Dean and Sam, all anybody wants to read anymore is that romance crap, you know, Dr. Sexy MD, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is kind of funny because Dean's so in love with it, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it says the opening credits share a font style with Full House from 1987. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sam and Dean are on Dr. Sexy MD, there are several references to Grey's Anatomy, including one, the background music, which is a huge part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they use the same background music, too, which is that must have been the whole like rights nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, the name of the hospital is Seattle Mercy, just like the original name Seattle Grace, which was then Seattle Grace Mercy West. Um, okay. Dr. Sexy is a neurosurgeon, just like Dr. McDreamy on Grays. Yep. Um, there's a character with the name of Ellen, like Ellen Pompeo. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a neurotic doctor in love with a ghost who is played by Sam and Dean's father. <laughs> yep. And there's a cardiovascular surgeon that mimics Christina Yang. Um, okay. I guess in the in the episode, there's one that mimics her. Um, so it says Dr. Ellen Piccolo is played by actress Christine Chatlin, I'm guessing. Um, previously played Jenny, a woman who was kidnapped and turned by vampires in season one episode Supernatural in a season in the season one episode Supernatural Dead Man's Blood. Oh yeah, you're right. You're totally mm-hmm. right. I remember that. I remember thinking that she looked really familiar and just yeah. thinking that um, I just it, I just recognized her from this episode. Yeah. But yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, she was in um, a 2006 episode. Um, so it says this episode mimics the movie Stay Tuned from 1992. Uh, Stay Tuned is about a husband and wife who are sucked into a hellish, hellish television set and have to survive a gauntlet of twisted versions of shows they find themselves in. Hmm. Um, it says the Japanese game show Sam and Dean appear on is probably an homage to the famous Mike Myers late Chris Farley Japanese game show SNL skit, um, which I know nothing of. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't see that one. <laughs> um, it says the supernatural sequence after the opening credits opens with Dean looking at an impossibly tall sandwich. Um, this is an homage to the famous Dagwood sandwiches immortalized in the Blondie comic strip movies, television, radio series originated by cartoonist uh, Chick Young. Chic Young? Chick? I'm going to go with Chick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, it says, when they're in the police procedural drama, both brothers are obviously imitating David Caruso in CSI Miami. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, it says, Dean asks, how do we get out? And the trickster answers that, my friend, is the $64 question. Um, in the 1950s, there was a top-rated quiz-style game show with money prizes and a double-or-nothing escalation um, for correct answers. Uh, first question got $64, and the ultimate final question earned $64,000. Wow. The term $64,000 question came to mean the most important question. 
Um, by the way, the producers gave really tough questions to contestants they didn't like and gave advanced answers to favorites. Oh, okay. That's stupid. That's shitty. Yeah. I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, oh. you told them the answers. Like, you're right. You like them, so you let them win. <laughs> like, what the hell? That's bullshit. Um, so. When I was reading the interesting facts earlier, I was giggling quite a lot. And this is about, I mean, I shouldn't giggle, but kind of I do. Um, (laughs) So it says, since the 1980s, some Japanese reality game shows have been reputedly so brutal as to leave contestants hospitalized. Some folks say it's all scripted, but I mean, debate. Um, The Nutcracker game was real. Contestants had to recite a text quickly and accurately or get nutted. (laughs) 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 I think that word means something else. (laughs) Yeah. It does. But that's why that's why I was laughing. (laughs) Because I don't think it means what they think it means. both not just one (laughs) both (laughs) it says in 2008 an american reality tv show i survived a japanese game show started sending americans to japan to compete in very weird show competitions Uh, this american reality show that spotlighted japanese reality game shows won some very prestigious awards (laughs) okay but yeah like so that was a real game like some poor idiot strapped his feet to a game show stage and was like, I can't say this fast enough. And then got hit in the nuts <laughs> over <laughs> and over horrible. again. That's horrible. <laughs> like, uh, who does that? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems kind of ridiculous to me, but whatever. Well, yeah. And, you know, different countries have different, like, um rules about like what's okay and what's not okay and so I don't know if you know that is like something that they would do and it wasn't scripted and it's just like right "Ah, whack you know yeah (laughs) but I don't know I'll bet you there was nobody ever on that show twice (laughs) oh god no (laughs) but anyways so our um, research from this week is um off of beliefnet.com and it's seven biblical facts about the or about the angel Gabriel um and this seemed to be the most like you know factual one and not like oh you know legend has it that this you know like this is like in this verse reference in the bible this is what it says about him sort of thing so this is what we went with because it, it seemed a little bit more, it's a little more interesting than the other ones too. There's more mm-hmm. information. So, okay. um, so yeah, off of belief, beliefnet.com. Um, it says in scripture, we're told that angels have many roles. Um, a few of them include being God's messengers and holy warriors, watching history unfold, praising and worshiping God and being guardian angels, protecting and directing people on God's behalf. Um, The Bible tells us that God's angels are delivering messages, accompanying the lonely, granting protection, and even fighting his battles. Angels who are sent to deliver messages begin their words saying, do not be afraid or do not fear. Um, One of those examples is the angel Gabriel. In Luke 1, God sent the angel Gabriel to tell Mary she would give birth to the Son of God. 
Um, also in Luke 1, the angel Gabriel was sent to Zechariah to, to tell the news that Elizabeth would bear a son. So Elizabeth is like this, I think she was like in her 90s. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. But this is also back when people lived to be like 500 years old, you know? Like, right, okay. Because, you know, they did. But, um, you know, it was saying like, yeah, she's too old, but she's going to have a baby. Um, anyway, okay. um, so just backstory on that part. Um, but it says, these accounts are great examples of how angels are sent to give messages from God. Um, while many of us recognize the angel Gabriel by name, particularly as it relates to the Christmas story, um, how much do we really know about him? It says there are several, or here's seven biblical facts about the angel Gabriel. Um, first, Gabriel isn't called an archangel in the Bible. Um, it says many people, including Christians, consider Gabriel an archangel, and for good reason. Um, the book of Enoch, an, influ- an influential work written between the Old and New Testament, re- references Gabriel as an archangel. Apparently, I can't read right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I really oh, struggled stop. with my notes. <laughs> um, it says, because of this, most believe that Gabriel is an archangel from this text. Um, the book of Enoch says Gabriel and Michael were both archangels. Um, Jude quotes the book of Enoch as prophecy and calls Michael an, uh, and calls Michael an archangel. Um, because of this, Jude considered Gabriel an archangel too, all pointing to Gabriel being one, or all pointing to Gabriel being one. Okay. Um, this is kind of written a little funny. So I, I like when you scan over it and you read it, it makes more sense in your head because you're not like reading the actual words and like the grammatical yeah. errors, but it's fine. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, it says, but the truth is in the Protestant, or but the truth is the Protestant Bible never once calls Gabriel an archangel. The only named angel specifically called an archangel in the Bible is Michael referenced in Jude nine. Okay. Um, so it says Gabriel only speaks to three biblical characters it says, we know from scripture that the angel Gabriel is a messenger who is entrusted to deliver several important messages on God be- God's behalf. Um, Gabriel appears to at least three people in the Bible, first to the prophet Daniel, referenced in Daniel 8.16, um, next to the priest Zechariah to foretell and announce the miraculous birth of John the Baptist, um, Luke 19.19, and finally to the Virgin Mary to tell her that she would conceive and bear a son, re- referenced in Luke 1.26-28. Um, it says Gabriel first appears in Daniel's vision. It says the first time we see Gabriel, he appears to Daniel after a prophet or after the prophet had a vision. Uh, Gabriel's role is to explain the vision to Dan- to Daniel. Why can't I speak? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's, okay. it's been too long since I've read. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Uh, so as the Bible tells us, and I heard a man's voice between the banks of lay we'll go with it and and it called gabriel make this man understand the vision gabriel's appearance was that of a man when gabriel visited daniel a second time he came to him in swift flight at the time of the evening sacrifice uh, daniel 9:21 it says gabriel may not have had wings it says while popular art and culture depict gabriel with wings he might not have had them uh, gabriel's quote unquote flight referenced in daniel 9:21 might suggest wings but wings are not mentioned while there's no record of gabriel having wings scripture also doesn't say that he didn't have wings much is left up to our imagination <laughs> okay if you want him to have fluffy fluffy wings fine if you don't i mean if, if, doesn't he have wings if he's an angel are there angels without wings um I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. I would, I've always just assumed that angels have wings. 
Right. That's what I, I mean, that's what makes sense to me. It talks about other angels having wings. Yeah. Okay. Huh. But I don't know. All right. I'm pretty sure it does anyways. I don't know. Like at this point, I I can't give you a good answer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'd have to look it up. (laughs) That's fine. Um, uh, it says Gabriel's name means God is great. Um, his name has tremendous significance and power. Gabriel means God is great. And as the angel of the Annunciation, he is the one who revealed that the Savior would be called Jesus, referenced in Luke 131. Because uh, when he said, you know, when he told Mary that she was going to have a baby, she, he said that um, she was going to call, he's like, and you'll call him Jesus, you know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Mary and Joseph didn't come up with that name. <laughs> okay. Um, but Jesus isn't the only baby Gabriel names. Um, when Gabriel startles Zachariah in the temple, he tells the priest to name his son, John, um, in Luke 1 13, um, in Matthew's gospel, Jesus states that among the sons of, uh, states that among the sons of women, nobody is greater than John the Baptist, although the very least in the kingdom of God would be greater than John. Uh, where am I? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I lost my spot. Gabriel is quite significant as he names the two greatest humans to ever live. Um, Every time Gabriel shows up in the Bible, he makes some mention of Jesus. Uh, Gabriel's message also, or Gabriel's messages always point to the coming Messiah. Um, It says Gabriel is one of the two named good angels in the Bible. Um, While many angels are referenced in the Bible, Gabriel is one of the two good and holy angels referenced by name, which is pretty significant. He is favored position as an angel who stands in the presence of God, uh, Luke 1, 19. And he is selected to deliver important messages of God's particular love and favor to individuals chosen to be part of God's plan. So there's three angels. I think I think we went over this maybe before it was in a different research, something or other. But there's only three angels in the bible that are like named or that are like specifically mentioned by name and mm-hmm. i i want to say it's gabriel michael and then lucifer that sounds right to me um so it's like you know gabriel is one of the two good and holy angels so gabriel and michael are the two good and holy ones and then lucifer is obviously not <laughs> yeah right um But yeah, Um, it says Gabriel's appearance is rather terrifying. Um, It is clear from scripture that Gabriel's appearance was rather terrifying as Daniel fell on his face at the sight of him. Uh, The Bible tells us, so he came near where I stood. And when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, understand, O son of man, that the vision is for the time of the end. Daniel 8, 17. Um, The Bible also tells us that he was sick for days after his experience with the angel and the vision. Um, scripture also says, and I, Daniel was overcome and lay sick for some days. Then I rose and went about the King's business, but I was appalled by the vision and did not understand it, which is from Daniel eight twenty seven. And so Zach, mm. er, Zachariah is likewise startled and gripped with fear, um, from Luke one twelve. Um, his fear may not have been based as much on his physical appearance as it, uh, was the shock factor. <laughs> He did show up unannounced in what was supposed to be an empty temple. Um, he may have been less frightened by his looks than he than uh, he was his sudden appearance. Um, it says, while God has called his heavenly messengers to work on his behalf, he has also called angels to work in our lives in very profound ways. Um, Gabriel is an incredible example of this. It says, God loves us so much he sends his angels to guard, guide, and protect through various stages of our life. Um, although we may not immediately know or see that angels are around us, they are they're at God's direction working to assist us in his life in the next hmm. or in 
this life and the next. So, um, but yeah, there's some, you know, fun facts about Gabriel. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like, it's kind of interesting with, with Supernatural, they stay actually pretty close to, I mean, obviously they can't stay exactly close to like the Bible or whatever when they're referencing things, because I mean, they, they take things out of context and use them that way, but like, they actually do like, there's a lot of like tie-ins as far as like quotes and that sort of stuff. Like when, Mm um, oh, what was it that I said earlier that he said, um, that was from the Lord's prayer. Oh, um, Um, no, I can't remember. Like as above. So, oh, um, in earth as it is or on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like they do, they throw in stuff like that every once in a while that is like, you know, straight from the Bible pretty much. And so that's kind of fun. Cause I like how they do that with the show for everything, you know, like yeah. if you they were to go and research. look up, yeah, if you were to go and look up like a werewolf or a vampire or all these different things, like, yeah, there's going to be different versions of everything, but they stay pretty close to it's like they, um, they try and make it more real, you know? Yeah. Yep. Which is, I like, I appreciate that about the show because it's easier to like relate to because it seems more real, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But anyways, um, so what was your idiot or ass moment? <laughs> okay, so it was after the, the, like the stay home, stay healthy order. We're in Washington state. So that's what our shelter in place order is called. Gotta stay home. Stay home, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a week into that, and I decided to go to Target to get some groceries and some like toiletries and stuff. And I parked. Um, I parked where I parked. I was not mm-hmm. next to any other car, and there was no other car like in the aisle with me in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. So there was no. So I I didn't see any people. Obviously there were other cars, but I wasn't parking next to another car. So anyways, mm-hmm. I park. I get out of my car. No one else is around, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I start walking to the building to Target, and um, I hear this woman shouting behind me. And I didn't think she was talking to me because I didn't see her or anything, you know what I mean? So I assume she didn't see me. Anyway, she starts shouting. Um, I can't exactly remember what she said, but she definitely said like you she's she's did a lot of swearing yeah and then she said you're even fatter than I am okay bitch listen she was like you're even fatter than I am you little shit and she just she just kept going and I was walking away from the sound of her voice because I assumed she wasn't talking to me so I'm getting close to the building now I'm about to um like walk in, I'm about to like cross that last like area where cars can drive in front of a store. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and this car comes like zooming around the parking lot and, and it like, I'm in the middle of the, of the road now mm-hmm. and it like speeds up and tries to hit me. I swear to fucking God, this has never happened to me before. It was like a movie. And I like ran the rest. Yeah, I like ran the rest of the way into the store and I could hear her screaming at me, like, Yeah, you run into that fucking store, you little bitch. And like screaming at me. I didn't even see what she looked like. I kinda wish that I was there because I would oh (laughs) it was weird. It was deal with people like that. (laughs) And I have no idea like why she would have been yelling at me in the first place. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have absolutely no idea. I was talking to my dad about it and he was like, it's because you're Asian and she thought you brought the coronavirus to the world or something. And I was just like, oh, geez. People but, are stupid and ignorant, you know, like. <laughs> but who even knows if it was that? I mean, people can snap for any number of reasons, you know what yeah. I mean? But it was just, it was just so random. Like, it could have just been because you were there and you were the only one there, you know. Yeah, it could have been. But I didn't see, I didn't ever see her, you know what yeah. I mean? So. It was it was a weird experience and it kind of it, it ruined my target trips, certainly, because then I was kind of afraid to leave. Like, what if she was waiting for me to walk out? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds paranoid and crazy, but also like she was crazy. Yeah. Like, so, that doesn't sound that knows? paranoid if she was acting like that, you know, like, try, I mean, like trying to kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah, she yeah. sped up and swerved towards me. Yeah. You know, it was it was weird. So. When I left, I had someone walk me out to my car, but it was this yeah. tiny little girl. I was like, what are you going to do? Well, <laughs> but in a I car, mean, she can do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, and you don't know what weapons people have. You know? No, no, no. I mean, the person who walked me out to my car was a, oh, was, oh. was a tiny little girl. I mean, at least so. there would be like a witness, you know? So, I mean, people are less likely to do something stupid if there's somebody else there to see it. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's so definitely true. That, but. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> was, it was yeah. awful. But obviously I'm fine, so yeah, (laughs) (laughs) me too. (laughs) What was your idiot or ass moment? Oh my gosh. Okay, so (laughs) I'm in quarantine and I decided to give Steve some catnip, right? Uh And he loves the catnip and he'll like roll in it and he'll get all like it's so strange. Sometimes it doesn't seem to affect him much, but then other times he'll get like really zoomy, you know, and he'll just be like. Yeah. And so, and I didn't, I didn't think this through. So what I had done is I gave him a bunch of catnip and I'm playing with him and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done playing with him. Oh, I need to vacuum. So I get the vacuum out, which he is not a fan of the vacuum anyways. Okay. (laughs) So I start running the vacuum and Steve starts like freaking out. (laughs) He's like, you know, he'd kind of like run in place and like get down on the floor and like his eyes would get big. <laughs> and then he's like, and so eventually, and so I'm like vacuuming and you know, he's just like, ah, and then eventually he just like took off running and ran underneath the bed. And I felt kind of bad for him because I scared the crap out of him, you know, yeah. <laughs> but like, and I didn't realize like if I would have like remembered, Hey, he's all cracked out. You probably don't want to do this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have done it, but <laughs> I didn't even think about it. So I was kind of an ass butt for getting him high and then scaring the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not very nice, Rochelle. <laughs> it wasn't very nice, but I didn't really think about it. And by the time that I like, because fig- I started in an area that he wasn't right and my apartment's not that big. It takes like, I mean, probably all of like five minutes or so maybe a little more than five minutes to vacuum the whole thing you know and so I started like you know because where the vacuum is there I've got my two rooms and then like a hallway and then there's like you know my living room dining room and then like it kind of curves around into the kitchen Mm -hmm. and so I got like to the living room before I realized (laughs) 
like oh shit out yeah and then he was kind of like ah 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 you know (laughs) and then he like worked his way around the room and then like took off for the bedroom but and then I felt bad and I turned and I was like well he's out of here now so I just like I finished vacuuming and then I like went in and got him and he just he comes out from under the bed and he's like kind of yelling at me like oh no why would you do that (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh poor guy but I will not get the cat high and then vacuum again. This is what I've learned from this mistake. <laughs> All right. Good job. I will vacuum and then get the cat high. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That, that's, that's my moment. <laughs> Poor guy. I know. <laughs> I love that he yelled at you afterwards. I know. He was like, what did you do that for? <laughs> I wonder if it sobered him up. I don't know. He, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't ever get, like, really high to the point, like, you know, you see those videos where the cat, like, gets into the catnip bag, and then they're, like, stumbling around, and, like, you know, like, he's never gotten that high. He just gets a little zoomy, you know, like, and then he'll kind of, like, and then after he's done with the zoomies, he'll, like, lay there and look like he's having, like, a midlife crisis. (laughs) what did I even do you know like, oh I love it he attacks my ankles a lot though when I give him catnip and so I kind of like I don't give it to him very often because that means I have to like watch everywhere I go and make sure that he's not going to try and like rip off my ankles or you know yeah. but yeah so <laughs> that's my ass butt moment All right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at itchitsandassbuttspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. And please, for the love of God, just email us. And like the Facebook page so you can get our our fun, you know, Steve pictures and all that fun stuff. (laughs) That's right. Um, Our Facebook page is Itchits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. So thanks again. Thank you.